When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's Super Bowl parade in Kansas City, raucous joy, revelry, and then fright. A celebratory mood with baby goats, championship belts, singing and joy. And then shortly after the rally on stage ended, shots reportedly fired in the area of Union Station. The images of fans running to safety, frightful. Authorities reporting eight to ten people were injured. Two armed people were taken into custody. Sports Center will have the latest details. We'll continue with Clinton Yates, Emily Kaplan, Harry Lyles Jr., and Frank Isola around the horn. NFL news today. More fallout from the Super Bowl and what you might consider shocking. Kyle Shanahan announcing the 49ers parting ways with defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes. Shanahan said he wasn't sure of this decision yesterday. Is sure today their systems do not align. Have you ever seen a team get to a Super Bowl, lose a Super Bowl in a most gutting way? 74 minutes and 57 seconds into a game. And fire their coordinator, Harry Lyles Jr., around the horn to you on the news of the day. Yeah, I was shocked by this. Like, of all the things that we've discussed since Sunday, this does not, has not been something that has come up. Uh, you're, we're talking about a defense that just held one of the best quarterbacks any of us has ever seen, the best in my opinion, uh, to 19 points in regulation. Like, that should be enough to help you win a football game. Um, and if we go beyond just Sunday, Steve Wilkes' defense, at least this year, compared to the two years that D'Amico Ryans was the defensive coordinator, was better in points, yards, and takeaways mm. per game. And D'Amico Ryans did good enough to go get a head coaching job with the Houston Texans. So I know there might be some people that, you know, watch the tape a little bit more intricately than I do, but I, I never looked at this team and was like, this is a very clear issue for them. Frank Isola, what do you think when you hear the Niners just fired their defensive coordinator days after the Super Bowl? Yeah, and let's also remember their performance, especially in that first half against Detroit, wasn't good. But there was a lot of finger-pointing after that game. Some of it pointed out the head coach because they didn't know the overtime rule. Mm -hmm. And now you had a lot of high-profile players, including Nick Bosa, saying we were unprepared defensively. It all kind of leads up to overtime, where the objective still was try to stop Patrick Mahomes. And I, I agree with Harry. Tony, I agree with you. You are going up against Patrick Mahomes here. One of the best to ever do it. They couldn't get a stop. To me, emotions are running a little too high. Way too much finger pointing. That's a hard guy to stop. And the 49ers Well, let me it. just put a follow-up for you, Frank. I don't want to put a word in your mouth. Is this a scapegoating? Is this saying, well, we lost a tough game. Somebody has to pay the price for that. I, I think that's definitely going on. I mean, if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I'm, I'm kicking off because I'm under the assumption Patrick Mahomes is going to march down the field and score on us anyway. But the idea from the defensive players, well, we didn't know the rules. We didn't know the rules. The idea is to stop the other team. I'm pretty sure they knew that. The thing was they couldn't do so it. So this still gets back down to the overtime decision for you as well. I said this a few days ago. This is the first time any coach had ever had to make a decision like this. It was the first 
Time we're seeing this overtime in the Super Bowl. Clinton Yates, the complexity of that, and now the news of the day today. Steve Wilkes fired as defensive coordinator. It feels extremely scapegoaty to use your word because, as Harry said, it's not like Patrick Mahomes had the best game of his life up until overtime, not to mention they lost Greenlaw before the game even started. So when you get to the overtime decisions, I'm sorry, it just doesn't look good when guys say they don't know the rules and you seem to be in disarray. You can say the strategy was one thing. You can say certain people knew things and didn't. I'm sorry, this is not impressive from a leadership standpoint, and it feels like that franchise right now is completely out of control in terms of how Completely out of control. All right, well, maybe maybe that's going on. Well, let's address something real quick as we go to Emily Kaplan here. Yesterday, Kyle Shanahan was at a podium and said he knew the rules, of course, and he told his assistants to tell all the players the rules uh, while he took the overtime possession. So that's one side of this conversation, I guess, Emily. And the other is today coming to a conclusion that he didn't have yesterday that they needed to part ways with defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes, please. I'm done with a conversation about the 49ers players not knowing the rules. McCole Hardman didn't know the rules when he caught that touchdown. Tony Romo didn't know the rules. Frank Castle still doesn't know the rules. Let's get over the (laughs) rules. Uh, As it comes to the scapegoating, it is so apparent here where Kyle Shanahan has lost his third Super Bowl after blowing a double-digit lead, and he needs someone to answer to it. He can't answer to it on the offense because he calls the plays. He's already said it. I consulted with the analytics department, or as Tony likes to call it, the information department on the OT strategy. The only person left to blame is your defensive coordinator, and that's what they do despite, as Clinton mentioned, losing one of your players before the game even began and holding Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to three points at halftime. Harold Lyles, I go back to you now on, on Kyle Shanahan. I saw you shaking your head a bit when Emily brought up the three Super Bowls he failed to close in. Yeah, I don't think this overtime discussion would be a thing if it were for anybody else, really. Like, Kyle Shanahan gets the most the most credit or blame for a game that any assistant in any sport has gotten for a single game when he was the offensive coordinator. Well, they are the, the biggest Atlanta blown leads in the history up, of the game, though, right? The yes, but you're also, you also, so that, that one is one thing, but he was also not the head coach that we almost forget that Dan Quinn was the head coach of that team for that game. And then you just lost two to the greatest quarterback of all time. I think we ought to give the guy a little bit of a break. Frank Isola, I'll give you the last word here. Yeah, Emily, I'm glad you mentioned analytics. Take the analytics when it comes to Patrick Mahomes and kick him out of the end zone because it doesn't apply. This guy's different. They should have known he's going to score once he gets the ball. Two plays which really bothered the defense, and Nick Bosa referenced it, were the two running plays that Patrick Mahomes had on that drive, including the fourth and a foot where everyone in the world knew that Patrick Mahomes was going to roll out to his right and either throw it to that great tight end or run it himself, and that's exactly what he did. News of the day, San Francisco making a change at defensive coordinator three days after the Super Bowl loss. Steve Wilkes is out. We'll have more as the week goes on, I'm sure, from San Francisco. We're going to move on now to an NBA story that – Never happened, but I want to get your take on it. Golden State Clippers is tonight. It could have been Steph Curry and LeBron James' debut. Can you imagine? This is a story. The reporting here is from Adrian Wojnarowski and Ramona Shelburne. The night before the trade deadline, Golden State pitched the Lakers on a trade for LeBron. Lakers said no. Equally interesting, the Lakers had the Warriors ask LeBron if he wanted to be traded to Golden State. LeBron said no. So, of course, we have no trade. But what would have been a jaw-dropping, season-changing, possibly history-rewriting paradigm shift, right? Frank Isola, my question to you. Could LeBron and should LeBron have said yes? Would you have liked to have seen this around the horn? Ice. 
Oh, I think it would have been great for the NBA, but I also think this is a case of LeBron. Two things, kicking the tires on potentially leaving, but also, send, also sending a warning shot for the Lakers that there's a chance I could leave. There's a guy that was involved in this, Draymond Green, who's LeBron's friend. They were in the suite together at the Super Bowl. He helped recruit Kevin Durant to the Warriors. There's no chance that the two teams are talking unless Draymond had spoken to LeBron James beforehand. Okay, here and we said, go. Hey, maybe this all could right, happen. All right. When the Lakers said we're not, hey, when the Lakers said we're not doing this, what's LeBron going to say? Shoot, I wanted to go to the Warriors. Of course he's going to say, yeah, I turned that down. I didn't want to go there. All right, so I think if I'm hearing what you're saying, you do think LeBron was involved in this before the trade offer was made? And he at least hinted oh, that it was I, I possible think- that he would say yes, even though in the end he didn't say yes? For what result? Uh, you lost <laughs> me there. Let's go to Clinton Yates. This is particularly awkward because of the whole situation with LeBron James and the Lakers. He is not super liked in this town, even though they won a bubble championship, because it feels like this franchise is caught up in deciding every single trade deadline, you know, offseason or, you know, next year, what's LeBron going to do? Is he going to do this? Is he going to do that? He's the best player on the team, and he's also at the end of his rope, so they're not really sure how they're going to proceed because AD is not developed into the person that they kind of want him to be in terms of leading that team. So, sure, it would have been great, but I still think the team he's on has a real issue in terms of what they're going to do going forward because, again, LeBron James is at that phase of his career where you just kind of have to let him do whatever he wants, and if they don't win at all, they just don't. They're, what, 9-10? Both of those teams are in the same spot battling for the play Emily Kaplan, how do you take all this in? I take this as a great story for the NBA to have after the week of NFL media blitz that we got with all of these <laughs> record Super Bowl ratings. It's like, hold on, we can write a script too, although this is a very unrealistic script. We know that these guys are not going to play together, likely only in the Paris Olympics. But Frank is on to something. There's all this orchestrating behind the scenes. There's a reason why people talk and confirm stories like this. They want to get messaging out there. For Golden State, I think it's them yeah. saying, we're willing to play all of the cards to make this team right, to do right by Steph Curry at the end of his career and for LeBron James right now it's saying look I'm positioning myself as very loyal to the Los Angeles Lakers however maybe if you have a good offer for me my end of my career is up for grabs you guys I mean you're a conspiracy theorist you're house of carters you're, you're Harry Lyles Jr just on the idea that LeBron and Steph could they have gotten together here would you have liked to seen it I wouldn't have liked to have seen it. I don't think that would be a particularly good script. But can I please talk about my actual favorite part of the story that was sort of buried in there a little bit with Daryl Morey, who I learned has a, a Ph.D. in closed mouths don't get fed university or rather from closed mouths don't get fed university because he called everybody in the NBA to see who was available. He called Rob Polinka about LeBron James. He called the Suns and saw if KD, Devin Booker, and Bradley right. Beal were available. Like, my man is out there shooting sure. shots. If you're a Sixers fan, you need to be happy. But the idea of LeBron, if he had gone no. to Golden State, you'd think he'd be facing criticism? Is that? Yes, 100%. He would get it just as bad, if not worse, as Kevin Durant. Like, people like to discredit the two titles that they Frank, won. I saw the last word here. Yeah, he gets criticized all the time. Tony, again, he has a player option, LeBron James. It still comes down to the Lakers wanting to do a trade. I think the Lakers said, we're not trading you to the Warriors, but we could see what happens over the summer and maybe next year as well with LeBron. He controls his own. Take a break. Buy or sell next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Chase. The NHL suspending Morgan Riley five games for his cross-check on Ridley Gregg after Gregg's empty netter. Let's go around the horn. Greg slapped that empty netter in like he was Al Iafrady. Riley not afraid to take him down. The fallout from this was a brawl, of course, between Ottawa and Toronto. And it was also hurt feelings. After the game, Toronto coach Sheldon Keefe suggested Riley's reaction was appropriate. Maple Leaf Ryan Reeves said they're not playing patty cake out there. Suggested Greg should still be laying out on the ice. Emily, buy or sell the five-game suspension. This play is the NHL's war bash test. You look at it differently if you're old school or new school, depending on what team you support. We can all agree this is not a hockey play. Happens way too late after an empty net goal. Even if you're not aiming for his head, your stick can roll up and it can get dangerously close. What I am buying is that five games is the maximum amount where it doesn't go to a neutral arbitrator on appeal. It just goes to Gary Bettman. So I'm buying the NHL just going to put this away because he's going to side with a five-game suspension. Mm -hmm. Okay, follow-up question. The idea that that is empty, and I'm going to slap it in as hard as Greg did. Is there anything there that you could be upset about? Yeah, I think you can. There's like this codes in hockey. It's, it's probably Uh-oh. what's holding our sport back. Uh-oh. But there's the behaviors that you're supposed to expect, the way you act, and then showmanship and just a being a A lot good- of head shaking no here on the unwritten rules and codes, Harry Lyles Jr. You can be upset, but you look like a sucker if you get that upset over the action. This is a rivalry game. And look, the thing, if you are in these situations, the thing that you are reacting to, the action is never nearly as bad as your reaction. To me, an open net slap shot, the correct response to that is not sticking your stick on a guy's neck like that against the glass. Like, no, absolutely not. It is inappropriate. It's fine if you want to take an issue with it. But to me, for all this like manliness and tough guy stuff that we do in sports, all that all of a sudden goes out the window once you start getting your behind beat. I, I'm not buying right, it. Guys, Sola. Yeah, and maybe we don't like it, but there is, you know, unwritten rules and honor codes and things like that. The only thing in hockey, you're allowed to fight. So why not wait for an opportunity to fight the guy as opposed to hitting him in the head with your stick? Five games, you can make the case the league went soft on it. That is completely out of line. Clint Yates. Are we serious here? I'm selling every part of this. 
A slapper in an empty net, the way you respond to that is another slapper in an empty net if you're winning. A cross check to the skull is insane as far as I'm concerned. You want to give a guy a face wash for doing something that's kind of a jerk move? Okay. But five games because of the rules, I, I'm sorry. This is caveman behavior and half the reason why people think that the NHL is still back in the 80s. This is ridiculous. Buy or sell to Thunder Magic last night. It was Orlando's first nationally televised game in four years and the first of Paolo Banquero's career. OKC won by 14. After the game, Shaq's jersey retirement. Have you ever seen a post-game, post-loss jersey retirement before? First jersey retirement in Magic history. It was very emotional and sweet for O'Neal. Frank, what do you buy from the night? Well, we all love Shaquille O'Neal. I love the guy, too. But how is he getting his number retired? He spent four years, and he left to go to the Lakers for his prime years and win all those titles and an MVP award. And he was the guy that didn't get along with Penny Hardaway. Ooh. wasn't that crazy Whoa, about this is hot take. He's getting his number retired. Retiring numbers is a silly tradition. This one makes no sense. You don't sense. think Shaquille O'Neal deserves a number retirement? Okay, Clint Yates to you. No. I'll buy this, but my question is, what took so long? When I think of the Orlando Magic, I think Penny and Shaq, and that's it. That's the list. The numbers, or the dates, rather, on the banner are a little weird. But overall, I mean, I think, yes, you have to want this. Because, hello, he's Shaquille O'Neal. The Orlando Magic are a large part of his entirety of his introduction to the NBA. Emily Kaplan. Yeah, I'm selling Frank's take. Like, can you have the team have, like, a little bit of history? I'm also selling hardcore on Shaq's line that – I will quit TNT any day if this team calls me for a job. I would like to see them call him on that bluff. Absolutely no way. Harry Lyles Jr. Tony, I'm buying the logistics of all of this. The Orlando Magic, you just mentioned it, had their first nationally televised game in four years. How do you get people to stay in the seats? You retire Shaq's number at the end of the game. That's how you get to keep people in the stands for that. But I'm also buying that this idea of retiring numbers is the best way to honor somebody or honor a number. I think this is one of the things that the Dallas Cowboys actually get right a lot with the number 88 because you think of the great players that wore that, like a Michael Irvin, like Des Bryant, and now CeeDee Lamb. Frank, I'll allow for the idea that they retired his jersey and put the years underneath it, which then draws attention to the fact that it was only five years. But I'm of the opinion Shaq has now become the most underrated player of all the all-time greats. You don't think his jersey deserved to be retired for what he did, getting them to the finals so quickly? No. What what did he what did he do in Orlando? He was drafted number one overall. He had a good career. He didn't win a game in the finals. Yeah, he's the most dominant physical, physically dominant player I've ever seen. But he did it all in LA. That's and he won championships. His numbers retired. He has a statue in LA. What did he do in Orlando? He left them, Tony, as Not a free agent. The NBA Finals. And now you're gonna retire his number? In record time. I'm sorry. The Knicks making NBA finals every week? Is that what's happening here, Frank? There was a horn in there somewhere, so now we have to celebrate someone getting to our finals. Oh, no, Frank, you're not allowed to celebrate that. That's not something. That's it for Yates and Kaplan, Lyles, and Isola. Showdown next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Harry Lyles, Junior Frank, I soul in Showdown. This is the ninth career matchup. The all-time series is 4-4. Four to four. Good luck, gentlemen. Let's roll tape. Jason Kelsey Even. and Travis Kelsey on their podcast. You cross the line. I think we can I both did, agree I on that. I can't, I, can't, I can't get that fired up to the point where I'm bumping coach. It's definitely unacceptable, and I, uh, I, I immediately wish I took it back. I talked to Coach Reed about it today, and we kind of chuckled about it. So, Big Red, sorry if I uh, caught you with that cheap shot, baby. Frank, does that sorry suffice? No, I mean, I don't need the Kelsey brothers to tell me that that behavior is out of line. When he also says he just wants to win, I have passion. Well, other players on the, Chief, uh, on the Chiefs have passion. They just don't bump into their coach when they're upset about something that happens during the There we the go. I know. It's like putting it on a tee for you, Frank. And Harry Lyles Jr. I mean, I'm glad he apologized because it did seem extreme very early into the game. It was like five minutes into the game, but he was upset because he felt like he could have prevented a turnover. And I'm not going to fault Travis Kelsey for feeling a little bit more emotional and pressure in the Super Bowl and when Taylor Swift is there to watch Yo, my game. Oh, okay. So you are right with passion in a passionate game. This was something that happened where when it happened, I thought it was huge. The biggest story in the world. With the win, it kind of disappears. If they had lost, it would have been a little bit different. Frank gets the points. We'll move on. Showdown 2. The Knicks protest of Monday night's game. This is twice now the league has said they got this wrong, that the Rockets should not have been shooting the game-winning free throws. There was no foul here, incidental contact. They said it after the game, and they said it in the two-minute report. But a league protest has only worked six times in the history of the NBA, Frank. Could this be a successful one? No, it's not going to be. Tom Thibodeau, Jalen Brunson handled it well. But if you can imagine if the league said, you know what, let's play the five-minute overtime. This is going to be a bad call tonight late in the game where a team could say, hold on a second. We protest. Let's play it again. They, they, the league can't Harry do this. No way. Tony, there's not enough days on the calendar where if we allowed this one to go through and for us to replay the situation, yep. a NBA season would take two calendar years to finish if we did this I for hear, every game I, I where this was remotely similar. But – this one is different because it is the absolute last play of the game, and it is a tie no. game. How no. easy is it to say, just play five more minutes There's on, on the flyover when you're coming back from uh, San Antonio or something like that? <laughs> Showdown three, Connor McDavid had six assists last night. Six assists, including this wow one. Is six assists more impressive than, say, three goals, a hat trick, Harry? Uh, 100%, and, and I can give you the stat from Harry Lyles Jr. Stats and Info, powered by the University of Evansville. Six is greater than three, so yes, <laughs> absolutely. And we have the style points with the spin move, of course. I, I love you, Harry, but, you know, and I would be the kind of guy that would share because I care, but the goal scorers get paid in this league. It's one thing to get an assist. A hat trick is worth a lot more. It's about scoring three goals, more than the six. My assists. favorite 
record in NHL history. I mean, it's, of course, Gretzky with the points. But it's, if Gretzky. he had never scored a goal because of his assists, he would still be the all-time points leader in NHL history. Harry Lyles Jr., 30 seconds of FaceTime. Uh, so the Kansas City Chiefs made one of the most important signings, probably the most important signing already of the NFL offseason. They extended defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo. He has been the defensive coordinator for all three of their championships. This year, they averaged only 17.3 points per game to their opponents for a defense that was the youngest in the NFL at 25.4 years of age. If you're telling me a defense is going to be that good or at least close to that good and you've got Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, buddy, you guys are going to be winning many more championships. Congratulations. I've heard the argument. He belongs in the Hall of Fame as the only coordinator to win four Super Bowls and beat Do this if you think I the best teams ever doing it. We'll see you tomorrow.